Welcome to the Healthpreneur Podcast. My name is Uriel Kame, New York Times bestselling author, former professional athlete, and founder of Healthpreneur, the world's leading company helping health and fitness experts start and scale high-end coaching businesses. If you want to attract more clients, learn how to convert them without feeling salesy, and deliver an amazing program for them on the back end, if you want to be inspired by what others just like you have gone through and how you can do the same no matter what life goes your way, then you are in the right place. Because every single week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're gonna be bringing you the best to help you take your knowledge and expertise to the next level with your health or fitness coaching business. And if you enjoy what you see and hear and would like to take your business to the next level, then I invite you to check out our free online training over at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Are you obsessed with your success? Are you obsessed with your success? If you're not, you might not achieve what you want. Now, I know that sounds like a hard pill to swallow, but you have to be really honest with yourself. I think one of the, and not just me, but you know, there's a really great book by Ray Dalio, who is the founder of, um, just totally forgot the name of uh, his, his um, <laughs> investment slash hedge fund. Anyways. One of the most uh, amazing, wealthiest people on the planet wrote a great book called Principles. And, you know, in the book, largely, he talks a lot about the importance of being a realist, of being very self-aware and being realistic about the situation that you're currently in and in your life. So one of the realities is, like, if you want to achieve what you say you want to achieve, you have to be very honest with yourself and ask yourself, am I doing whatever I can to make that happen? Am I obsessed? Am I doing whatever it takes to get there? Or is it more of like, it'd be nice if I got there, no big deal. Listen, <laughs> you're either obsessed with it or it's not going to happen. When I was growing up, my goal was to play professional soccer. I was obsessed with it. Like, it was ridiculous. All I did was think and play soccer. Obviously, I went to school and so forth, right? But I remember when I was 10 years old, like, that, I think that was the goal. Like, that was the dream. By about 10 years old, that's what I wanted to do. And I had posters visualizations, I trained, I played all the time. I gave up family vacations. I remember I gave up a week-long trip to Cuba because I had a tournament on one weekend during that week. And guess what happened in that tournament? We got blown out of the water. Would it, I mean, would, I had, would the trip to Cuba have been a little bit more enjoyable? Maybe, but those are the sacrifices I was willing to make. I gave up jobs and money that I could have made working you know, my late teens, just so I wouldn't miss practices and training opportunities. I was able to play professionally for three years in my early 20s, and the only reason I was able to do that was because of the obsession, of the, of the sacrifices I was willing to make, of the relentlessness of never stopping until this is achieved. And the same applies to your business, and the same applies to what it is you're obsessed with or want to do in life, is if you want to be a better parent, you can't just expect it to happen. You have to be obsessed with being the best version of yourself, figuring out what are my shortcomings, my pitfalls, my gaps. What could I improve on? Do I have an issue with one of my kids? If so, how do I fix that? It's not the kid's fault. It's me. right? How do I work on that? Whatever you want to get better at, you have to be obsessed with. It's not just something you do sometimes. It's something you do all the time. With our mastermind, we instituted a new process we call the 1% Better Blueprint. And this is something that we're doing with our team now as well. And it's all about figuring out what is one area professionally, personally, so growth-wise and health-wise, so three things that you commit to doing every single day 
that will make you just a little bit better. And so for me, as of this recording, it's working out every single morning. And that usually means running, followed by push-ups, pull-ups, kettlebell swings. And I do that every single day. Now, the only caveat to that is I don't run every single day because we know what happens with running seven days a week. Uh, you break down. Um, so I do it about four or five times a week. But at the very minimum, I'm doing the routine every single morning. In terms of my growth, I'm learning Italian 20 minutes every single day at a minimum. We're going to be spending two months in Italy next year, so I want to be able to speak Italian. And then from a professional standpoint, I write one new Facebook ad every single day. And that's, those are the three things that I do every single day, no matter what. Monday through Sunday. And the cool thing, I'll just give you an example from the running side of things. I can't stand running, which is kind of ironic considering I just talked about playing professional soccer. A uh, little thing, I was a goalie, so I wasn't an outfield player. And the reason I played in goal was because I had asthma when I was young. Now, I was also a really good outfield player. I was actually the top scorer in our, in our high school league playing as a striker. And that was fun because I got to work on my foot skills that also helped me as a goalie outside of that. But anyways, so running has always not really, it's never really been something I enjoy doing, but I realized a little while ago, it's the one activity that really clears my head and makes me feel really, really good. So I become a better version of myself. I become more calm. I become a clearer thinker. And I just feel really good afterwards. Those are worthwhile feelings. <laughs> right? So I'm like, if I have to run, let's do that. So I started this you know, about five weeks ago as, as of this recording. And I'll tell you, initially, like I haven't run for a long time. Like, I'll, I'll go, you know, a legitimate run. I, you know, I'll play tennis and stuff like that. But I went for my first run and it was brutal. It was brutal for the first three weeks. I felt out of shape. My legs felt really weak. I'm like, you know, two kilometers in, I'm like, I'm done. Some days, actually, one of my runs, I did 0.4 kilometers, which is maybe 0.15 mile. But I did it, right? I did it. I went out there and did it. Now, here's the cool thing. When I started, my resting heart rate was 64 beats per minute. And within less than a month, my heart rate has come down to 52 beats per minute, resting heart rate. That's in less than four weeks. And so just imagine if I continue this, what's going to happen? My resting heart rate's going to go down. Every run becomes easier. I mean, I went for a run this morning before recording this, and I felt amazing. It was raining outside. I love that, like just the rain, the dreariness. And I'm going out for a run while everyone's kind of hiding inside. I went for a run to three kilometers. So again, nothing like, no crazy distances here. I don't care about running a marathon. For me, a marathon is 10 kilometers. So, you know, I might cap it at 10 kilometers. But for now, I just want to get out. I just want to get out and do my thing because I feel so much better. So I'm obsessed with that. And even on the days that I don't feel like doing it, I do it because I know I'm not going to regret going for the run. I'm not going to regret doing the workout, but I will regret feeling like crap because I didn't do it, right? You've got the pain of discipline or the pain of regret, and the pain of regret is infinitely more painful than that of discipline. When in doubt, choose discipline. When in doubt, do the thing that you maybe don't feel like doing, but you know it's good for you. And here's the thing is like, I'm not saying do things for the sake of doing them. I'm saying do the things you know are going to make you a better version of yourself. The things that you know that if you do them are going to move you closer to the person you really want to be. And those are the things you know you need to do. The things that are hard. If you do the things that are hard, in 10 years, you're going to live life a little bit easier.
But right now, if you choose the easy route, the easy route all the time, 10 years from now, your life is still going to be pretty hard. If I run when I feel like it, that's pretty much going to be never. <laughs> so how can I expect my health, if that's something I really value, and my fitness to improve every single year so that I'm fitter and stronger and healthier than the previous year if I'm not doing things to make that happen? So with your success, and success is arbitrary, it's subjective. I don't care what that is for you. I don't care if it means financial or contribution or family. There's a lot of different markers that make someone successful. I think success to me is the expansion of happiness, right? being a happier, better version of yourself, and the endless pursuit of a worthy goal. So if you want to grow your business, and that's a worthy goal because it's going to make a difference in a lot of people's lives, including your own and your families then you need to be obsessed with doing whatever you need to do to get there. Right? You don't feel like doing something, do it. Right? As long as it's, you know, it makes sense for where you want to take your business. Because the, the thing is, it becomes easier the more you do it. Right? Those first two and a half, three weeks of running, they feel brutal. The last couple of runs, I was enjoying it. I was like, you know what, this feels like I'm going for a bike ride now. You know, I've always looked at runners and you see that painful look on their face sometimes. I'm like, why would people go through that? But I realized you have to go through that in order to enjoy the ride or the run afterwards. Whereas if you're on a bike, you know, it's a nice pleasurable leisure stroll. You can enjoy what your surroundings. I've always enjoyed that. Now I'm starting to enjoy that with running because I'm at that point where it's easier. And the same thing's going to happen in your business. If you just stay committed to doing the things, whether that's writing, you know, something every day or recording a video every single day or doing a Facebook Live or writing an ad or jumping on the phone with a new prospect every single day or practicing your enrollment calls every single day, you have to be obsessed with what you wanna get better at. That's the only way, that's the only way. And I tell my kids this, guys, how do we get better at anything? They know, practice. <laughs> hey, how do you learn how to tie your shoes? Well, you first and foremost learn how to do it properly. You get some guidance and feedback and coaching on it, but you just keep practicing every single day. How do you get worse at that? You ask mommy and daddy to tie your shoes every single time. And this is one thing I'll just mention before we finish off with respect to your business is if you're expecting, if you're expecting someone else to make your business successful, just, just stop. Just close the business, shut it down. It's not going to happen. Your success is your, I'm going to point right in the camera here, your responsibility. Don't expect someone to build out all of your stuff. Don't expect someone to run all of your stuff. Don't expect some agency to come in and save your business. You are responsible for your business. You are responsible for learning how to do things. You are responsible for learning how to lead others to a bigger goal. It's really sad. Sometimes and this doesn't happen a lot, but we do speak with health professionals, like with, with various health professionals who are interested initially in working with us. And they're like, oh, I have to do some work. Oh, I thought you guys were going to do all this stuff for me. Um, number one, that would cost you 10 times more money. And at the end of the day, no one cares about your business as much as you do. And I see this happen way too often in the health space. I'm a practitioner. I just want to help people. I'm going to delegate all my marketing to some agency. And then that agency sucks at what they do. And then that health professional is out big time. And here's the thing. I did an episode on, uh, you know, investing in yourself, investing in your business. You can't lose and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing, when you invest for, in someone else for them to do all to, to, to make it rain in your business and it doesn't work out, 
Here's the problem with that, is you haven't grown at all. You lost the money without the growth. But if you go through the process of learning how to sell better, if you go through the process of learning how to clarify your message, if you go through the process of learning how to run your own Facebook campaigns, if it doesn't work out, at least you can get better. At least you can learn from your mistakes. At least you can grow. And if you continue to refine it and own in on it, you will figure it out. You will become a master at it because every master was once a disaster. And at that point, then you can give it to someone else. And only then. Everything that I've delegated in my business, I initially did. All of my Facebook ads I ran for a number of years. I learned that craft so well that it is one of the biggest components of what we teach our clients. And the only reason I can say I'm an expert in that field is because I've done it for a number of years, I continue doing it in terms of writing creative every single day, but now in terms of logistically running the campaigns on my ads manager, we have someone else who does that, who's the best in the world, right? So don't delegate too soon. Don't delegate before you at least comprehend and understand it. I'm not saying you have to master every aspect of your business, right? I don't think you have to sweep all the floors before you become the CEO, but at least appreciate what goes into that. At least appreciate what goes into marketing because if that agency or that person you're depending on to make it rain in your business decides to take a hike, well, guess what? You're screwed because you haven't developed the skill set, which is critically important to your business, which is bringing clients in. One final story on this. About a year ago, um, we had someone approach our health business and said, listen, this funnel you got going on, come on, I'm gonna crush this. Give me, um, give me a couple of weeks for this thing and I'm gonna make a rain. So we said, okay, cool. We're gonna set up an agreement and here's, here's the tell. The individual wanted a flat retainer. No profit share, nothing like no revenue split, nothing. And I told my brother who runs that company, I said, listen, man, you need to figure out a way to make this a win-win for us because right now his incentive is his retainer. And that is not tied into the results, which is all that matters. And so I went in with a, with a good degree of hesitation and skepticism because I said, listen, if this wins in a big way for us, hey, that's great for us. It might be good for him. But if we give him a stake in the results of that funnel, and maybe reduce that retainer, now, well, he's maybe more vested, right? He's more invested in that if he wants to see the results because there's a bigger upside. And that didn't happen. And this guy spoke a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of big promises. And remember, it wasn't us doing the work. It was him doing the work, promising some stuff for our business. And it actually performed worse than the control, like worse than the existing funnel we had. And that's the problem is that if you don't put in the time to take your business seriously, like don't give your money to some financial manager to manage your money. It's your money, right? Become financially literate. Understand what to do with your money. Understand how to manage cash flow. Understand how to invest. I'm not talking about investing in stocks, which I think is a terrible idea because do you have control over those companies? No. Invest in what you understand. Invest in what you control. Invest in what you know yourself, your business, maybe a piece of real estate, I don't know. So that's the thing is you have to be obsessed with your success. Do not delegate your success. If you delegate it, you're toast, all right? Now, if you're someone who is extremely ambitious, 
and you want to make more money than just cover the expenses and you're an amazing health professional you know you can help people and you're willing to do the work and when I say do the work I'm not talking about 20 hours a day I'm talking about like one to two hours a day building a foundation and a system in your business that can bring in predictable clients for you on autopilot for the most part and help you earn the money you want to earn in your business without you like driving yourself to the ground in the process then go to workwithyuri.com answer a few questions about your business and let's jump on the phone and talk about how we might be able to help you at the very minimum we'll put together a customized game plan for your situation we'll look at what you're doing what isn't working what's holding you back and then we'll clarify that path for you at the very minimum you leave the call with clarity and direction and if we're a good fit to possibly take the next steps and if you want our help to build all this out and help you deploy this then we can talk about what that might look like okay again no pressure no you know no high pressure sales none of that nonsense um, but anyways, go to workwithyuri.com if you're obsessed with your success, right? If this is a hobby of yours, if you just want to make an extra thousand dollars a month, don't even bother, right? We're here to help you build a legacy. We're here to help you build a very, very successful, lucrative business, whether that's hundred thousand a month, a million dollars a month, whatever you like. I mean, one of my first clients is now doing more eight figures a month, right? Those are the types of people we want to work with. Those are the types of people we want to work with in the sense of like they're obsessed with their success. So if that's someone like you know, if you're like, you know what? Hey, I'd love to earn a million dollars a month. Cool, you don't have to, but if you want to do something great, and if you want the right coaching and support in the process, then go to workwithyuri.com, do it right now, and book in, uh, book in a call to speak with us. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed this episode, give us a five-star review on iTunes, grab a screenshot of this, head on over to Instagram, tag at healthpreneur1, that is yo, that's me, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you soon. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of the Health Printer Podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, here's what I'd like you to do right now. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the Health Printer Podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, leave us a rating or review. It helps us get in front of more people and change more lives. And if you're ready to start or scale your health or fitness coaching business and want to start getting in front of more people, working with them at a higher level without trading time for money, then I invite you to check out our free seven-figure health business blueprint training, totally free right now, and you can do so at healthpreneurgroup.com forward slash training. For now, thank you so much for joining us. Continue to be great, do great, and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.